0: There are almost 100 universities in Canada. So how exactly does a student from somewhere thousands of miles away find their way to McEwen? Do they know anything about the university, or Edmonton for that matter? Do they really know how cold winter is here? We sat down with one of our international recruiters to find out.
1: Okay, my name is Victoria Rissling, and I am the international student recruiter at McEwen International. I would like to think I'm an international woman of mystery, but that is not in the job description.
0: Welcome to Clock Radio. I'm Stephanie Sparks. When we talked to Victoria, she had just started her position as an international recruiter. Within three months, she had already stamped her passport in Mexico, Bangladesh, and the United Arab Emirates. We spoke to Victoria twice in the fall of 2015. The first time, she was preparing for her trip to India. And we spoke with her again when she returned to McEwen. How does Victoria represent McEwen to prospective students on the other side of the world? She starts with her own experiences. She was a student at McEwen not once, but twice. After graduating with her Bachelor of Arts, she returned for her Public Relations Diploma.
1: I knew that an arts degree was a great foundation, but I had to do something more. So I kind of started researching. I really had no idea what I wanted to do, and I ended up in the Public Relations Diploma. They have a six-week practicum experience that you need to do in order to graduate, and I never studied abroad, and I realized that, you know, this was probably the last bit of my education before starting a real job, and I figured, why not see if there's an opportunity available, and I did the Washington Center for Academic Internships and Seminars. through International, so I lived in Washington, D.C. for 10 weeks during the summer. That got me all the requirements to graduate, and... Then I went out and got a little bit more international experience, and when I got back to Edmonton, it was kind of like, how can I keep working on an international stage, but have a home base here where I'm not always living out of a suitcase, just for a few months out of the year. And a friend sent me the McEwen International posting, she's also a graduate, and said, you know, I think this is something you would be really good at, and I applied. And two weeks later, I was starting, and two weeks after that, I was on the road for my first recruitment trip.
0: Once Victoria began her new recruitment position at McEwen International, things started moving very quickly. After just a few months, Victoria had traveled across the globe.
1: Because of my timing and starting the job, I went to Mexico for my first recruitment trip. And from Mexico, I flew directly to Bangladesh. It was 13 and a half hours with a technical stop in Cancun and then a quick layover in Milan.
0: But it didn't stop there.
1: I was in Bangladesh for a few days before going to the United Arab Emirates where I did Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and had a brief stopover in Qatar.
0: When you travel as much as Victoria does, jet lag can be a real problem. As tired as she might be, she needs to hit the ground running when she steps off her flight.
1: As far as routine goes for jet lag melatonin has become one of my best friends um I can't do gravel because it will knock me out for two days for example when I got to Bangladesh I arrived at I think one in the morning and I had an 8 30 a.m pickup to go start my first school visit so it probably wouldn't have worn off by then naturally on its own and to try and fight through that it just I would have been talking about McEwen offering some program that's not even relevant to these students it would have been a disaster.
0: Victoria spends her time abroad meeting students who are interested in studying in Canada. When she talks to students, she needs to sell them not only on McEwen University, but on the city of Edmonton. Just like prospective students anywhere, many of the people Victoria meets are a little shy.
1: Most students don't really say anything, so it's up to me to open it. So I'd say, welcome, Uh, are you in 12th grade? And then I'd probably ask you what you're studying and what you're interested in studying. Then I would talk to you a little bit about a program that's fitting. And then I would get into the whole student experience. And I would say that, you know, we have a residence right on campus and there's all sorts of activities that you can do um, within the residence. And it's a really good way to integrate yourself into the city. And then I'd talk about the city and how it's known as the festival city. And we have four beautiful seasons that you can experience while you're going to university.
0: You might not think of Edmonton's winter as a key selling point. But for many of these students, this idea of four completely different seasons is vastly different from their own experiences.
1: I would talk about, you know, how we have a fall intake where you can come when all the leaves are changing colors or how we have a winter intake and you can come and immediately on your first weekend take off and go skiing in the mountains if that's something that you're interested in. I talk about things like the Deep Freeze Festival and Ice on White and how you can go skating at the legislature grounds or City Hall or, you know, what Parlock Park has to offer and how the city comes alive at Christmas time with all the different lights and you know there's always something to do. Even if they don't want to be outside they can still go skating at one of the malls and that's indoors but they're still experiencing a winter type activity so just trying to sell the benefit I think is the best angle we can take because the climate is never going to win them over. Many students
0: are understandably apprehensive about moving across the world for university.
1: Overall their bigger concern is probably being in a new country and um, Because you can see that little spark of curiosity when they ask about it and when you start to speak about it and the activities that are available, there's a little bit of excitement there. So I think the biggest thing would be the uncertainty of being in a new country in general.
0: Just like these students, the more Victoria learned as she prepared to travel to a new country for the first time, the more excited she became. When we spoke to her in November 2015, she was just about to depart for the Punjab region of India.
1: So in two days I depart and we're doing the Punjab region. So we're in the north, we fly into Delhi, and I have never been to India before. People keep telling me it's something that everybody should experience in their life once. I'm really excited. I think they have an amazing culture to share with the world. I think there's so many different things to see, and I actually came from a meeting this morning where they described India as being on a scale of one to 10. Everything is an 11. Okay, so this is day one in Chandigarh. I don't know if you'll be able to hear me very well. We are three in the back of a rickshaw headed to the famous rock garden. None of us have ever been in a rickshaw before. Um, Well, sorry, an auto rickshaw, otherwise known as a tuk-tuk. It's a compressed natural gas vehicle, and there are no doors, no seatbelts, and no windows. It's basically a free-for-all. Wish us luck.
0: We spoke with Victoria again after she returned from her first trip to India. Along the way, she recorded a few of her experiences. We asked about her first impressions of the country.
1: When you're indoors for 36 hours straight from airport to airplane, you don't get fresh air. And I know coming home, when you step out of the Edmonton airport, you get that nice, crisp, clean air. And it's just nice to take a deep breath and take it all in. Uh, Right away, one of the things I noticed is that it was more dense. It was quite heavy. Um, Not so much from humidity, but I want to say pollution. It was... Kind of a weird experience that, you know, after all that time you go outside and you'd think anything would feel better than recycled air from inside an airport, and it just didn't. I guess first impressions, that would be one of the biggest ones. And then just the atmosphere itself, like you could see these fabulous buildings and things around you. Um, The traffic was incredible everywhere we went.
0: The traffic was a constant as Victoria made her way from city to city, and not just cars. She quickly noticed that there were animals on the roads,
1: a lot of animals. Everywhere we went, whether it was pigs or stray dogs, cows on the median, like between four lane roads, I have no idea how they got up there. Um, Camels, horses, donkeys, there was always animals around and whether they were roaming free or grazing kind of in a little green space or being used for work and transport, I was really surprised to see the volume of animals that we saw. You have people riding ox carts down the highway. Mm On the road from the planned city of Chandigarh on route traveling northwest to Ludhiana. Ludhiana is best known for their industries such as textiles, rubber tires, and bicycles. I wonder if I'll see any bikes like mine back home with a cute little basket on the front. Um, so far the drive has been a bit of an interesting experience. Cars coming at you from all directions and a lot of horns and a lot of wildlife mostly cows, some horses, and dogs. We're now on the outskirts of Ludiana, pulling into the city, and it's very, very green here. It's a relatively clear day, about 20 degrees, and we are seeing some palm trees, all sorts of other greenery, and flowers alongside the road. We are now momentarily stopped in traffic as people get out of their vehicles. And it is our first fender bender. Just a small one, everyone looks okay.
0: After that crash course and navigating the streets safely, Victoria managed to make it to her events without further incident. We were curious about the students Victoria met in India.
1: The students that we met with in India were, they had excellent English. They were really well prepared. Most of them come from an IB curriculum or a British system, so they're taking like English medium courses, so most of their, actually almost all of their classes and subjects are taught in English. So for them, that doesn't seem to be the concern. A lot of them, it's being away from home for the first time, having to be self-sufficient. I think the biggest academic areas of interest are the Bachelor of Commerce program and then the Bachelor of Science. Um, for science, it was kind of, you know, I want to do a pre-medicine, pre-dentistry type stream or computer science. The number of students interested in computer science was huge. So I think that's really good for the university because we already have such a high intake in the business program. It's good to see interest growing in other areas as well.
0: India has a key similarity with Alberta that interested many of the students Victoria
1: met. Alberta itself, having good agriculture, and India having good agriculture, those were one of the things that we saw directly correlating to each other, was students who had studied agriculture now want to come for the business experience in Canada.
0: One of the biggest surprises that Victoria
1: experienced was how small the world really is. I found that students either knew nothing about Edmonton, didn't know where it was in Canada. To them, it was somewhere around Toronto. Or they were so familiar with it because they either have an aunt or an uncle in Edmonton or a sibling studying, and we actually met... A couple students who have siblings or cousins who have gone through McEwen. So that was really cool to see, and they were excited to see us and to talk to someone directly from the university. We are standing in the middle of the District 17 shopping market. It is Sunday evening, and we are watching a very Bellagio-inspired water fountain show with live music and a very large crowd for a Sunday evening, larger than we would have expected to see.
0: Of course, not all of Victoria's time in India was spent visiting schools or representing McEwen at education fairs she managed to find time to see the sights and sample some of the local fare.
1: The food is fabulous. That's one thing I'm really looking forward to going back to. I think my favorite dish would have had to be paneer, which is similar to a cottage cheese, so it doesn't really melt, but we would get it either in a wrap with, you know, fresh tomatoes and lettuce, or it's done on, I think this is my favorite, it was skewers of paneer, uh, grilled in, like, a tomato sauce with onions and herbs. They were so good. We were able to do... The India Gate, we did Humayun's Tomb, which was a former emperor. We did, oh, an interesting one was the Chand Rock Garden. He was a government official that started this garden in secret. And it's sculptures made out of all used, thrown away household items. Uh, So you walk through it, it's an outdoor kind of garden. That was really interesting to see. But I think culturally my favorite part probably would have been the opportunity to go to the Taj Mahal. So that wasn't supposed to happen, but we had a little bit of downtime when a school visit was canceled one day. So we got up at four o'clock in the morning, hired a car, drove three hours. We had the tour guide of the stars uh, waiting for us there. The Canadian embassy made arrangements for that to happen. Uh, So we were at the Taj for about three hours, drove the three hours back and then worked a six hour fair that evening.
0: Despite the sometimes hectic pace, Victoria was thrilled to experience some of India's culture. It's the same sort of adventure she tells the prospective students about. Coming to Canada is not just an opportunity to study in different classrooms. It's a chance to experience a different part of the world and meet people who live there. Prospective international students will not only broaden their own horizons at McEwen, but they will also help to make their classrooms and community a more diverse and vibrant place. I
1: think the diversity of Edmonton as a community, it's important to bring in international students to support that. As well as to keep growing the community. So, we have a lot to offer students, and students have a lot to offer us. And getting people with different international backgrounds also brings different insights to programs. So, for example, in a business class, if you have all Canadian born students, their perspectives on a topic such as international relations is going to be a little bit different than what an Indian student might see. And combining those, Perspectives gives everybody a different outlook and almost a competitive advantage in the course because you're bringing together different ideals and at the end of the day we live in a world that's globalization is rapid and it's expanding and if you can graduate with more hands-on experience and exposure to that I think you're going to do a lot better in the workplace you're going to advance your career and you're going to be a more contributing member to society when it's all said and done.
0: When we last spoke to Victoria, she had just returned from India. Despite the long flights and the heavy traffic, she was already looking forward to going back.
1: It's not always glamorous, but the opportunity to be able to see things and do things as well as provide access to higher education for students is one of the biggest reasons I'm so happy with this job right now.
0: Clock Radio is a production of McEwen University. Alumnus Doug Hoyer wrote the theme music. Parts of the episode were recorded at the Edmonton Public Library Makerspace. The episode was produced by Tyler Butler. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend about this podcast. We'll be back next month with a new episode.